everyone. How are you? Happy Sunday. I hope that you had a fantastic week. Um, It has been a whirlwind um, of a week for me, for sure. Uh, Just getting back to feeling 100% myself. And I'm super super, uh, grateful for that. Um, So I hope everyone is doing okay. How did your spring cleaning go? You may be saying, spring cleaning, what are you talking about? Well, last week's episode, we talked about the importance of doing a little bit of spring cleaning and decluttering your professional journey with things that might be holding us back. And so I'm hoping that uh, you got a chance to listen to that episode. If you didn't, uh, after today's episode, go back, listen to it, because spring is almost over and we're going to be getting ready for uh, summer. We're going to have a hot professional summer. I know you guys may have heard of uh, the saying uh, hot girl summer or hot boy summer. Um, We're going to have a hot professional summer and really going to bring you some fresh hot topics that we're going to talk about. Um, Use the summer as a time to re-energize and get ready for what's next in our professional journey. But again, I encourage you to uh, do a little bit of spring cleaning. Take a look at some things that you need to really declutter out of your professional journey. It's super, super important. This week, we are going to explore uh, another area that I think is is really important, and it's about knowing your role. Uh, Today's episode, Know Your Role, Four Roles a Successful Professional Must Play. Um, I'll tell you, you know, as a professional and over the many, many years of my career, I've played various different roles. And I'm not talking about titles. I'm talking about the role in which you play within your team, the role in which you play within your organization. And sometimes we're playing multiple roles at multiple times, but we have to know our roles. And when we know our role and our roles and our responsibilities within a particular team or organization, we can really focus in on what is it that we're supposed to be doing so that we can have a tremendous impact, so that we can show value in that role that we're playing. So today we're going to dig in. I'm going to give you four roles um, that I want you to think about and think about how you are playing those roles, when you should play those roles in your teams and or um, organizations. So get your notebook out. If you don't have it out already, uh, make sure you've got a pen with some good ink or a pencil, whatever you prefer to uh, write in, because uh, we're going to get ready to dig into four roles a successful professional must play. Are you guys ready? All right, let's get at it. All right, everyone. It's time to talk about knowing your role. What four roles um, a professional really needs to play in order to be successful. Knowing these roles is just absolutely critical. Um, Before we jump in, though, I was telling you guys that I'm reading a new book, uh, Professional Troublemaker, The Fear Fighter Manual. Um, by uh, Lovey Jones. And I'm, I'm just, I'm loving it. I'm slow reading it. Like I said, I'm just now kind of getting back on my feet this week um, from being a little ill. And so my reading time really slowed up. Um, but I, I've, I've been reading and I think I'm just going to crush it here in this next week. But I'm, I'm on chapter five and I uh, highlighted the section uh, right at the beginning of the chapter because it really, really spoke to me. So chapter five um, is about trusting where you are, where you are 
and talking a little bit about how we fear success. And I'm going to read this short little excerpt to you. I'm telling you, I hope you guys get this book. Um, I'll be talking to you about a lot of different books that I'm going to be reading over the next few months. I truly believe that as professionals, as leaders, um, in order for you to grow, you have to continue to be a constant learner and take in knowledge. And one of the best ways to do that is to read. Okay. That's my little plug for reading. But this is what it says. It says a lot of times we know we have exactly what it takes to get what we want or to see our dreams realized. But it scares us to think of how limitless our lives can really be. And I just sat with that for a little bit because when Lovey talks about that, I, I think sometimes we are fearful of success. And I think sometimes we forget to kind of trust where we are and trust the process of going through our professional journey and to not be fearful of getting to that next level. And so again, this book is just really resonating with me. It's all over me. Um, absolutely love it. And I recommend that uh, you go out, you grab it, you download it, you listen to the audio uh, version, whatever it may be, because tackling fear is so very, very, very important. So I want I just want to put that out there before we dig into uh, today's episode because I really think that that that's super important. Okay, so four roles. So how many of you guys are uh, sports fans? Professional sports, um, you know, football, baseball, basketball, soccer, hockey, any of those, or even if not professional sports, um, even thinking about for those of you guys who may have kiddos uh, who are playing sports, I just, you know that every sports team or every professional sports organization, they have roles, right? So you have the players or the athletes, you've got the manager um, of the organization or and or team, you have the coach themselves, and then you've got an owner. And in any given time, everybody has to play their role in order for things to be successful, in order to win games, in order to win championships, in order to bring on the right uh, personnel or members of the team to get the teams to the next level. Everybody has a critical role to play. And so that's really important, even in our professional journey, that we understand the various different roles that we have to play on our teams, in our organizations, or even as individuals, we have roles to play. And so I want to dig into those four roles today. Okay, I want to dig into those four roles today and talk to you a little bit about how to play those roles, right? Give a little bit definition around them. And I'm hoping that it will help you as you're continuing to walk through and push through uh, your professional journey. So I want to first talk about the um, role of being a player, the role of being a player. <laughs> so a player is really coming from being an individual contributor, right? A player is being an individual co contributor. And think about it. I mean, let me just take one step back. Every, every professional must navigate when to play each role, right? So you got to know when to be a player, right? Because we're going to start there. And then we can draw upon each one of those roles to be successful. So you may say, okay, well, to be a player, to be an individual contributor, you know, I'm, I'm, on, a, I'm on a team. I'm within an organization. You know, there's no I in team. Well, there's no I in team. I definitely agree with that. But you have to know the role of player and why it's so important. And when do you actually um, operate in that role? So players do, right? They do. They 
are um, playing a sport, right? They're taking direction. So as a in, in your professional journey, if you are a player, if that's the role that you're in, um, that individual contributor, you have this role. You're on the team, you're within the organization, but as an individual, your individual contributions are vital to the success of your team and to the success of that organization. Players are the doers, right? They're the doers. They are getting the work done. They are completing deliverables. They are completing tasks. Sometimes regardless, you know, of our titles, we have to jump in and do. Let me say that again. Because titles sometimes have to be left at the door. I actually I used to work for a leader who would say, you know, when we come to the table, set titles aside. Set the title at the door. Because at some moments, you really just need to be in the mode, in the role of being an individual contributor and being a player and just to do, regardless of what that title says. So anytime that we're focused on our own performance, okay, I want to kind of give you a bit of definition around, okay, what is a player? What is that individual contributor? What does that role look like? Anytime we're focused on our own performance, we are being in the role of player. Okay, what am I and we have to think about, you know, what am I bringing uh, to the table? What value am I bringing to the table as an individual contributor? What value am I bringing to the table as an individual uh, contributor to to my team? How think about this from the kind of the sports thoughts, you know, how many points did I score to contribute to the win? Right. So within an organization or within a team, there's all different types of players. And everybody who's a player is in that do mode, right? As that individual contributor. So we don't win if no one contributes. So as we're working on teams and we're working within organizations, sometimes if we're playing that role of player, we're playing that role of individual contributor, we got to think about what are the points? What are the points that I'm scoring? What is it that I'm bringing to the table to get the task done, to get the deliverable submitted, to get the job done correctly? right? What am I doing to contribute to the win? So that's that's the player mode, that it's really being an individual contributor to an overarching team or to an organization. I've definitely played um, that role uh, several times as being an individual contributor um, within teams and with or- within organizations. And there's a lot of fulfillment in that because you're able to have some ownership Um, of a task or a project, Uh, you're able to push through and work on that task and that project, submit it to your your manager or to leadership, and that is your individual contribution to the team and or to the organization. And you are putting in everything that you're asked to do, and hopefully you're going above and beyond so that you can show that added value as being an individual contributor within your team and or organization. Okay, so number one is being a player, being an individual contributor. That is a vital role as a professional that we have to play. We have to know how to get our hands dirty and how to do the work, how to be the doer in getting things done. Okay, so that's number one. All right, the second one I want to talk about um, is manager, right? And the role of the manager is to really direct, right? A manager can be, honestly, one of the most difficult roles to play. 
um, I think I said this once before that uh, uh, my uh, pastor, you know, says uh, marriage is not for kids. <laughs> you know, managing is not for kids. You have to have a strong will and mind and foundation to manage, to be in a position to where you're responsible for directing the work. Um, it, it, it's, it's especially something that you have to be strategic about. You have to be very efficient and you have to be able to be willing to, I should say, put yourself in a position to where you know that your actions and your thoughts are going to impact your players, right? Or they're going to impact those individual contributors that perhaps you might be managing. When you manage people or a project, you know, you have to take a step back from doing the work yourself. And that's 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 where managers, people who are coming into management um, for the first time, that's a lot of places where they struggle is that they still want to be so hands-on and they want to get in there and they want to continue to be the doer. But know your role. Know your role. You have individual contributors. You have players who are at the table who are focused on being doers and doing the work. But sometimes you have to, especially when you are in the position or in the role of manager, you've got to step back from wanting to do the work yourself and actually direct, manage and direct the work. As a manager, um, you not only have to manage and direct the work, but you are responsible for organizing the work, for driving the efficiencies, um, driving timelines, holding your team members, your players, those individual contributors, holding them accountable, working through problem solving, um, directing, you know, whatever the project and or task is, and mentoring your team. You may say, oh my goodness, all of that. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a promotion. Let me tell you, when you get promoted to manager or when you take on a new job, a new role as manager, there's a lot that comes along with that role, right? Set the title and compensation to the side because if you can't actually absorb the roles and responsibilities that come with being a manager, and I'm giving you air quotes, you can't see me, but a manager, it's it's a lot and you have to be ready. You have to be ready. Um, you know, as a manager, you really have to be willing to step back and think through things differently. Um, how can you do all of the things, right? How can you be both the player, the doer, right? All together and the manager at once. In some roles, you have to. In some um, roles in, or in organizations and companies, you have to. But there typically is a time and place for everything. There's a role and time and place for everything as well. So you have to be able to say, you know what? I'm not going to, at this moment, play the role of doer. I'm going to play the role of manager. And that's knowing that I have to operate in that role. And I have to operate in that role and remember what I'm responsible for. And when I can tap into that, that's really going to be uh, a key to being a successful manager. Um, as a manager, again, the focus is setting things uh, setting things aside from an individual perspective and really more thinking about what others need to get done. You're shifting from the I, right, to you. You're shifting from me to we. 
because you're collectively looking across a project, across a task, across a team, and thinking about what do we need to do as a team? What do we need to do as an organization to be successful, to perform well, to get things done? It's easier said than done. Let me tell you, a lot of people think that managing just, you know, comes at the the flick of a wrist, but it's easier said than done. Managing is not for everyone. It is oftentimes the first formal step into leadership and it can be hard. It can be hard. Everyone wants to say that they're managing. Everyone wants, you know, people want to get that promotion to that next step of manager, but you have to be willing to uh, take it on and understand what it means. So again, if you go back and we're talking about if you are going to be in the role of manager, you're directing, right? You're organizing the work. There may be several tasks and deliverables that have to get done. You've got to think about each and every single one of those tasks, each of those deliverables, and not from a place of doing it, but ensuring that your team members, your players, your doers, those individual contributors, they have what they need in order to get the job done and to get the job done efficiently. You've got to drive timelines around it. When is something due? Okay, let's develop a timeline with some milestones so that we can ensure that we get the job done timely, right? And we're and we're doing it in an efficient manner. You're having to hold folks accountable. If something is due on Wednesday, okay, let's let's make sure that it gets turned in on Wednesday. And you know, I know a lot of managers who will say, "Well, I told them it was due on Wednesday. They know when it's due. Throw the hands up, and they don't engage." That's not how I manage. I feel like, yes, you can tell someone or a team member that something's due, but if you're responsible as a manager to ensure that you're driving efficiency and you're driving timelines and you are also serving as directing the work and mentoring team members, then there's got to be some touch points in between. I have something that's due from a a team member on Wednesday. You better believe the day before or even perhaps two days before, I might do a check-in just to see where they are. How is it coming along? If it's due on Wednesday, I want to be sure that when it makes it to me, it's in its best shape possible. And because I'm invested in my team members and their success, and I'm invested in wanting to ensure that what's being submitted to me is ready to go and client ready, Guess what? I have some ownership in that myself, but from a manager perspective, I'm checking in to be sure where are we? How is it going? Right? Going from the me to the we. Where are we with this? Are we in a good place? Is there anything that you need that I can do to support you to ensure that things are ready to go by submission day on what do we say, Wednesday? Okay. So again, you may be like, oh my goodness, I just thought I'm going to be telling people when to do things and signing timesheets. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a manager. There's a lot that comes along with it. And it's not easy. It's not easy. I'm hoping to, in a few episodes, really uh, dig into management, uh, both project management, but also just um, managing as a whole. And I have a, a couple of friends that I want to bring on to uh, really talk us through it because managing is difficult and it is often that first entry point into leadership. And some people just don't get it right on the first, the second, and sometimes perhaps even the third try. And I want to be able to help us through that. Okay. So the first one we talked about was um, being a team player, right? Being a player uh, that is a person who is uh, the individual contributor, they're the doer, 
right? That's number one. Number two, we've talked about a manager. Manager is being responsible to really direct. They're not the ones that are doing anymore. They're shifting from I to you. They're shifting from me to we and really focused on uh, driving those efficiencies, organizing, managing, and directing the work, um, doing some problem solving, right? Helping team members think through things. How can we get to uh, the other side of a particular challenge? That is manager. So I'm about ready to move into uh, three and four. Um, and But I want to take a, a quick little break and uh, share something with you. Okay, here we go. Okay, so let's go into uh, the next half of this episode and, and talking about, you know, what are those roles? What are the roles that we need to play as professionals uh, to really be successful? And the importance of knowing those roles and kind of the moment in time of where you are um, within your team or within your organization. So number one, we talked about being a player. Uh, that player is someone who is uh, contributing at the individual level. We talked about uh, the importance of uh, number two, which is being a manager, and you're shifting away from the individual contributions and being the doer and really more shifting into directing and managing, problem solving, uh, working through efficiencies. You know, both of those roles are very uh, performance focused, right? You're really thinking about getting the work done, how the work gets done. It's done in a timely manner, an efficient manner. Um, it's correct. It's accurate. You know, those those two roles are really focused on one's at the individual level and one is more at the team or organizational level. I want to shift into uh, these next two roles um, because I think they're really, really critical as well. And they're more a little bit more challenging. So number three is the coach. You know, I don't know how many of you guys, I know I always go back to like sports analogies, but, you know, my family has been a sports family um, for forever. Um, me growing up as a kid, uh, super, super um, involved in sports and activities. Um, my parents were avid sports watchers and um, myself, you know, now my husband and I, you know, we, um, our three kids are super involved um, in sports and were as youth sports athletes all the way um, through high school. Um, my youngest is still in high school and, and even some um, sports in college as well. So sports has always been a part of our lives. And so I always get to go to a lot of times for uh, some examples. But I'm interested to think about, you know, a coach that you've had, um, whether if it's a coach that you've had in playing a sport or even for those of you who may have um, a professional coach, which I'm hoping that as you're continuing to listen to professional DNA, um, that you see me as helping you uh, through your professional journey and a bit um, like a, a coach, like a mindset coach to really shift the way you think about um, utilizing what you have to be your best and unique self and knowing that you have absolutely everything inside of you uh, to do it. So a coach is really uh, instrumental in, in, in your life, um, instrumental in your life as an athlete, but also instrumental in your life as a professional along your professional journey um, and, and an intricate part of your success within a team and an organization. A coach is really the one who is asking the right questions. Um, they're the inquirer. They are very thought provoking. You know, while the player and the manager are focused on performance, the coach role is looking across individuals and across teams and constantly identifying areas that need development. Right. How what how 
can you grow and and develop individuals? How can you grow and develop team members um, or teams or organizations as a whole? The coach role, again, unlike the manager, is, is not focused on problem solving. This role, honestly, is looking at helping people get out of their own way so they can become better problem solvers, right? Let me say that again. A coach is not really thinking about the the being that problem solver, right? They are not trying to figure out how are we going to get this done today? How are we going to get around this roadblock or this barrier or this challenge or this you know potential uh, risk that we have with a particular uh, de- um, deliverable? That's not the coach's role. A coach role is really thinking about helping individuals, helping team members get out of their own way so that they can become better problem solvers. And I, I think that is a beautiful thing about coaches, right? Really good coaches are strategic. They're thoughtful. They're thought provoking. They will ask you questions so that you can think through how to get yourself out of a particular situation um, and or challenge, right? How do you, how can they help you really get out of your own way? I've had some phenomenal coaches um, along the way, both as a uh, an athlete, um, as well as um, as a as a professional, you know, as an athlete, I can think about when I was running track um, in my kind of like high school years. Whew, that was a long time ago, but in my high school years, and um, I ran for high my actual high school, but I also ran a uh, club track. And I had these really really amazing coaches. They were twins. Um, they were awesome, and they really pushed me to a level that I really didn't think I was capable and competent um, to do. I mean, I thought, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm fast, but I just really didn't see myself at an elite level. And they helped me get out of my head and get out of my own way to figure out how to run faster times, right? How to have better technique. It wasn't that they did it for me, right? Because they couldn't do it for me. But they gave me the tools and the empowerment and the 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 drive and 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 even you know the drills, if you will, um, to get to where they knew I could go, right? So they helped me get out of my own way and get out of my own head, and then they gave me the resources so that I could get to where I was trying to go. And I will say, I was pretty good, I think. <laughs> um, and from a professional standpoint, um, I've had some great coaches and some great mentors as well. And uh, one of my, um, I think one of my best coaches that I had uh, was while I was working at my local uh, children's hospital and leading uh, injury prevention activities across uh, the kind of central Texas area, as well as within um, our hospital. And I felt so intimidated at times and people really didn't even know this, but I felt so intimidated at times because it's like, I don't have my master's in public health. I don't, um, I've not conducted research before. You know, that's not something that um, I was, you know, really doing in my, as I was getting my degree at the time, you know, it wasn't just, it wasn't my area. I mean, I was very, very much invested and engaged in childhood injury prevention. And I love the work that I was doing, but I wasn't, I was, you know, I was always telling myself, like, I'm really not at that level. And I had a, a, a pediatric trauma surgeon who, really made me set aside all of my 
uh, doubts and challenges against myself and set expectations and then ensure that the tools and resources were around me to meet those expectations. And he really helped me get out of my own way. He really did. And so, again, being a coach, it's something that's not easy. Sometimes, you know, coaches, being a coach can be uh, a challenge, um, but every good coach develops a unique approach and a plan for each player, each individual. And I felt like, you know, for me, um, I was talking about the pediatric trauma surgeon um, who I see as a coach and, and, and a mentor. You know, that's exactly what he helped do. He helped put me on a path and a plan for what was going to happen. You're going to be a part of and be involved in research. I don't really care that you haven't done it before, but you're going to. And I'm going to put you in an environment and surround you with the right people in order to do so. And he uh, he helped me really get out of my own way. He didn't tell me exactly how to do it, but he helped me get out of my own way so that I could do it and developed a plan for and a path, if you will, prepared a path and a plan in order for me to, to get there. Being a coach is a true skill because you can't do the work for the individual and you're really not in a position to manage it. You, you are in that position to um, provide tools and resources, guide, if you will, create a path, if you will, identify where there are areas um, of growth that are needed, areas of development where there may be some gaps, and then helping those individuals to get on a path to address them, right? Uh, the culture of coaching is one that um, in leadership, you know, you have to really strive for that. I think that so many times um, people who are in places of leadership, um, even if they're, you know, in the role of manager, they forget that they have to also play the role as coach. And so this is where there's an instance where there's there's overlap. You know, I was saying before that, you know, you can't be the individual contributor and the manager at the same time. Sometimes that can be a bit much. You really need to be able to focus on not being the doer as a manager. But if you are a manager, you should also be in the role of being a coach, especially if you have team members um, that you are, are managing and there's opportunities for growth and development, how can you help them get out of their own way so that you can help them see how to bridge those gaps and you kind of prepare a path, if you will, for success for them? That, that kind of culture of coaching is so very important. To sit back and watch one flail and fail that's that's not a coach. That's not a coach because you are constantly invested. What drives you, what inspires you is seeing that people are growing, seeing that people are developing. And so in our professional journey, you may find yourself that you're going to be in that position to where you are the role of a coach and you've got to layer that on perhaps even with the role of being a manager. It's it's a challenging thing to do, but when you're able to do it, wow, it's really, really an amazing experience because you really get to see the type um, of impact that you can have on individuals um, and really helping them grow and come into being their best self. So that's number three, being a coach, okay? Let's talk about role number four. This one is a biggie. And um, it's a big one for me because I'm a firm believer in strong leadership, especially transfer 
transformational leadership to where you have the ability to transform individuals and transform organizations and or teams. So to no surprise to you, uh, good lead in. Number four is leader, is leader. <clears throat> Leaders are meant to um, inspire, you know? Leaders are meant to inspire. Notice that um, leader is at the end. I put it at the end because it's the highest role for a reason. I think sometimes people hear the word leader and it's just taken so lightly. Let me be clear. And, and, and I want to say this. You can be in a leadership role by title and not be a good leader. Ding, 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 ding. Let me just say that one more time. You can be in a leadership role, right, by title, whatever that title may be, president, CEO, COO. You could be a leader because you're the senior manager on, on a particular team. You're a director, whatever it may be. But let me be very clear that just because you are in a leadership role by title does not make you a leader. You serve in the role of leader when you really understand the importance of inspiration and the importance of pouring into an organization and or individuals, right? There's a fundamental difference between management and leadership. Two different things. Again, you're like, whoa, wait a minute. I've been managing my team for all this time. I'm a, I'm a leader. I'm a leader. Are you though? Are you? Let's talk about it. Management is about doing things right, right? You think about the things that we manage. When we're managing a team, we're managing a project, we are all about accuracy, efficiency. We want to be sure things are effective. We want to know that we are doing things right because on the other end of that is typically something that needs to be submitted or escalated to the next level for review. And we want to be sure that we've gotten it on time and we want to be sure that it's right. So management is about doing things that are right. Leadership, though, get this. Leadership is about doing the right thing. Boom. That's a big difference. Of course, leaders want things to be right. But your focus from a leadership perspective is about doing the right thing. Regardless of title, when you act in a leadership role, you should be looking at the big picture and trying to connect the dots across an organization and across the team. And you're thinking about doing the right thing. Leaders oftentimes look at systems, right? Are we doing this the, the right thing? Are we going about this the right way? Not necessarily, did we do it right? Is it accurate? But thinking about, is this the right way to approach it? Right? Is this the right thing to do? Similar to a coach, a leader is also looking to um, develop, right? But they're looking at developing over time. Leaders are very strategic. They're very thoughtful. They're thinking about how do we develop and grow Right? Is it the you know is it the right approach for us to develop and grow in this direction, and then thinking strategically about what are the resources, what are the both human and maybe fiscal resources that are needed to get there, right? Perhaps your um, 
a leader within a nonprofit organization, or maybe you're a, a, a leader who um, is leading within your church or what have you. Again, it's not about doing, 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 or managing what other people are doing, but you're thinking system-wide, big picture. Are, is, are we doing the right thing, right? Is this is this the right vision? Is this the right mission? Are we doing the right thing? As a leader, you know, you have the ability to directly impact lives. And that's what I feel people miss in this leadership role. As you escalate through your professional journey and you are so given the, the privilege, because that's what leadership is. It's a privilege to lead others. You have to be mindful of the level of impact, right? The ability that you have to directly impact lives, to influence others, to take action or empower them to grow. Or on the other side, because of your particular leadership style, you may actually impact people in a negative way. Instead of inspiring them, perhaps you are are, um, being demeaning, right? And and they're not feeling like they are uh, welcomed. They're, They're not feeling as if they are a valued contributor to the work of the team and or organization. There's a lot of weight on the role leader, a lot. And as I talked about, you know, managing can be difficult. Coaching can be difficult. Let me tell you, leaders have a tough job because you have to be in a position to inspire and get people to go in the direction in which you're trying to take something. If if you are trying to shift and say, you know what, this is the direction we're going. This is the right thing to do. You then have to inspire people to get behind you, get behind your leadership, get behind your vision, get behind the direction in which you want to go and support it and support it. So being a leader is not easy. It's not easy at all. And it's definitely different from management because again, you're focusing on doing what? The right thing, the right thing. So that's one, two, three, and four. That's one, two, three, and four. Um, one other thing that I'll say about, about leadership uh, before we do a bit of a, a little bit of a, of a recap is leadership is, is a place where when you're in that role, you've got to think about perspective, right? You've got to have good perspective around what's happening. If you're not knowledgeable about what's happening across your organizations um, or across, across your team, it's going to be very hard to make decisions. And it's going to be very hard to develop a strategy to do the right thing. You've got to have perspective. You also have to have relationships. You have to have relationships with individual contributors. You've got to have relationships with who's managing and coaching individuals. You have to have relationships with other leaders across the organization or within a team. Relationships are key. And let me tell you, as a professional, relationships are absolutely critical. The relationships that you have with your colleagues, the relationship that you have with your management or leadership, the relationship with you have with those who would likely invest and or sponsor you to help you get to that next level. The ones who would be willing to speak on your behalf, have a seat, they have a seat at the table. And when it comes time to talk about who they want to promote into the next position, who they want to give the next big project or task to or the big client to. What relationships do you have? What sponsors do you have? Who's going to speak 
on your behalf, right? Building relationships is critical, but it's definitely really, really critical within leadership. And then the mindset that you have as a leader. And I know this episode is not about leadership, but I'm super passionate about leadership and just wanted to be sure that I dropped a little bit, a little um, more nuggets around it because it's such an important role. Out of the four, they're all important, but out of the four, getting leadership right is critical. So the last thing around I want to say is, is just mindset. You have, have to have you have to have a mindset of drive and growth. Because leaders push and drive things forward. They don't hold things in the same position. They're constantly thinking about not only what is the right thing to do, but how do we get there? And you can't get there being stagnant and staying in the same place. So they have to have a mindset of of drive. And then they have to have a mindset of growth. Because not only are they looking to grow the team or organization or whatever the task is at hand, but they're also tasked in the role of leader to grow and develop others. Right. So that's again, leadership comes with a lot. I know I said managers do too, and, and it definitely does. It's really, really difficult because management is oftentimes that first step and gateway into leadership. It's usually that first step. But when you get to leadership, there's a lot there to take in. And you've really got to be mindful about it and how you impact the lives of individuals, right? How you impact even teams and of course, even your organization. So that's one, two, three, and four. Role number one was what? Want to be sure that we're thinking about um, player, being the individual contributor. Role number two, talking about managers, managers being in a role of directing, right? Responsible for organizing work, driving efficiencies, driving timelines. Um, We talked about three, being a coach, you're asking the right questions, you're inquiring, you're helping people um, and identifying areas that they need to develop and grow. And then lastly, we talked about leader, right? Being in a position of leadership and that they're there to inspire and really think about, you know, doing the right thing, doing the right thing. Um, Those are the four roles. You know, what do you guys think about that? What do you guys think about that? Um, Think about where you are right now in your current position. And let's uh, let's get ready to close this thing out and think about a couple of questions that I want you to ask yourself. All right. All right. Here we go. Whew, that was a lot. I know it was a lot. You know, we talked today, this episode, know your role, four roles a successful professional must play. And that was a lot of information. I know it was. We talked about uh, role number one being what? A player, right? Being the individual contributor. We talked about role number two being a manager, right? Being in a position to direct and manage the work, driving efficiencies. We talked about role number three being a coach, and being the one who's asking those tough questions, you know, they're inquiring, they are looking for ways and identifying areas that um, need development, both with individuals and within teams. And then lastly, we talked about, you know, again, one of the most important roles that I think as a professional that will you'll play is being a leader and being in a place to inspire, being in a place to uh, think about, you know, are we doing the right thing um, and the impact that you can have 
um, directly on individuals' lives and, and the members of uh, team members. So, you know, as we're closing this thing out, I really want you to think about a couple of things. Think about in your current position, right, in your current uh, job, where you are in your professional journey. How do you currently divide your time between the four roles? When are you a, 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 a player, right? And you're, you're a doer. When are you that individual contributor? When are you a manager or a coach or a leader? And let me tell you, again, this is not about titles, but it's about the role that you play in a team and or organization. And in order to be successful as a professional, there's got to be some diversity in those roles that you play. If you're only playing one role, you're going to get stuck in one place. So there needs to be some diversity. So I want you to think about how do you currently divide your time between those roles? Okay, that's number one. Write that down so that you can come back and, and put some thought to it and really think about it. How do you currently divide your time between those four roles? Number two, I want you to think about how comfortable, how comfortable and how capable do you feel in each role? How comfortable and how capable do you feel in each role? And that's really critical question to ask yourself because sometimes we just feel like we can only do one thing. But let me tell you something. You can do anything that you want to do. You have everything that you need to get to that next level of where you want to be. If you're in the role of player and being an individual contributor, which is fantastic because we all got to do it sometimes and and our, sometimes the, the roles or jobs that we have, uh, the, the career paths that we're on, it really stays um, a lot in that, that player mode, right? In that doer mode. However, trust you me, there's always room and opportunity to be a manager, to be a coach, and to be a leader. And so you've got to think about how comfortable are you and then how capable do you feel in those roles and where you feel like you might not be as ready or as capable, guess what? Dig in. Dig in and do the work so that you can get there. And the only way to dig in and do the work in these particular roles is through experience and hands-in, having the will and having the drive to jump in and get there, right? And then, of course, being that consistent and constant learner. Read, pick up a book, read a blog, have a conversation with a, a coach, listen to um, listen to professional DNA, right? Make sure that you have some things in your arsenal, in your mind, in your back pocket that you can use to help you feel more capable and a bit more comfortable in these roles, okay? So how comfortable and capable do you feel in each role and where you feel like there may be some gaps? Work on it. I want you to work on it. And then number three, the question I want you to ask is what role should you do more of or less of? What role should you do more of or less of? Do you need to do more leading? Do you need to do more coaching? Are, are you a manager and you need to stop being more of the individual contributor and really focus on shifting from I to you, me to we? right? What do you need to do more of and what do you need to do less of? Thinking about those roles. So that's what I want you to do as you're going into this week and you're preparing for, um, you know, the next five business days that we have ahead of us. I want you to think about your role. 
I want you to think about your current position and your current responsibilities and how do you divide your time across those four roles, right? Where do you need to work on things a little bit, right? Where are you comfortable? Where are you capable? And and where are you not? And then what should you be doing more or less of? I want you to tackle those things. And in doing so, guys, I want to tell you, and I know I I close everything with saying this, but I truly believe that it might be your inner drive. It might be your creativity. It might be the fact that you're super organized. It might be that you are a strategic thinker, whatever it may be. You have absolutely every single thing you need inside of you to be your best and unique self. You have everything that you need inside of you to help you conquer either one of those roles. But you got to dig in, you got to discover it, you got to figure out what are those building blocks, and then let's harness them and use them for your growth, for your development, so that you can level up and get to where you're trying to go. You can do it. You can do it. Okay? So guess what, guys? That's it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Know your role. Four roles a successful professional must play. I encourage you to dig into the tools and resources that um, are on the website. Visit yourpdna.com. Definitely encourage you to follow us on uh, Instagram and like us on Facebook um, for sure. Engage with our content. I'm always trying to make sure that there's some good um, quotes and affirmations for you, good resources and and, and tools to share with you because I want to help you discover your professional DNA and I want to help you be your best and unique self. That's what I'm here for. And I'm excited to be along this professional journey with you. Hope you're excited too. Have a great week, everyone. Talk to you soon. Bye.